next Tuesday, yeah. 8 to 9, we'll be here again. And uh, Please join us again. Can't wait to talk to y'all. Um, yeah, we might have to revisit this uh, this whole thing because this is fun and I enjoyed yeah, this yeah, a lot. Yeah, 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 everything. Yeah, yeah, this was, a, this was a good one. Good stuff. Hope you enjoyed it too. Well, y'all have a good night and take care. Podcasts are free. Just do the queue. The continuation of the answer is a question for means of occupying a space of time. Hence, their similarities. And commas are pauses and branchings of new spaces for the enjoyment of some however pretilicious towards others as they branch with you and create a story which is not altogether pleasuring until the end which is not yet known in light company. That is a little photon joke. Going back, again which we cannot to that bang, however we do bang on it, and bang about and the big one was just an answer if you could be there and we're here and here is there and about again and isn't it grand and our first question was. Just what was it? What could one possibly say? And there was one and others followed etc. And again, which is too soon to be again, the question was likely to listen to the monument of continuing answer. And how is listening a question? Well it's not out loud you see, and that is the part of the answer and the continuation of such, and it weeps and that's where the rain came for, and so forth. I skipped a bunch but it did not and as it's been said has been done and done. Well and well and wells and etc the likes and so forth and not forth yet because there was no direction in particular and since we weren't traveling in any direction in particular there was no need to look back, which is how you figure out where you are and going, and coming back too, and there was no coming back. 
This was it and by it I mean this and boy we got our planet, too. A circle for us. Because some of us thought we could look forward and back at the same time, and that again is a little time joke, for which does not exist to be known unless you do look back, and that perhaps was and is still part of the bang, I mean, to look back without turning around and question and answer with an equal power, for there is a the Kendigilla Clown, the Golden Sandman, whispers in my room every night. Just to come and blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. Everything. People just stick to you. And you can't get rid of them because you are raw power and hold on to everything? Because everything is good to hold, you know? And so you trust it'll all be untangled. And it is, and it carries you and on, and more to the... What was it again? I suppose, which is a supposition or overlay of items which may not directly relate in other realms or facts yet but always do for one keen enough to keep track of them for everybody until the end of that conversation. Hence the interrupt being energies to provide for the continuation of the answer was and is so appreciated for the benefit of anybody and anything here and far for eternity as is our nature of beginning to unend. Funny we should place a period above, but it helps us move along. Yes of course there is more and less is more of it, only to staunch the velocity which makes us go without cause, or to a cause which outcomes are already known, so perhaps we take examples. Well. Physicality, we have it now, so that's important. And by No one tells time like the present. If you had to be there, then why weren't you? I had a fair. But I came clean. How can I be talking to myself, if you can hear me? She wouldn't give me the time of day, so I tried later. The funny bone is not actually a bone. How is that funny? I think Jesus has body self-image issues. If superstitious were normal, it'd just be barring stitious. Trying not to think about it seems at odds with its intention. I saw stacked Colette at the copy machine. Was I seeing double? Or was she collating? Does Chewie get granola bar royalties? I left the internet on last night. Man that was expensive. Do opposable thumbs, argue? The COVID vaccines are divided. Together they're called sarcasm, a eh, doc? You either have crickets, or neon. Except you get to choose neon. You know he this one cried all the way home? Too long if in out shopping. Chattering deep into the light bright webbings of patterned feet is this podcast brought to you on the anchor.fm platform from the labs of aqua q anchor.fm is available for ios and android brings a free and clear interface for your podcast creator genius with royalty-free music and sound effects that make you sound from the radiophonic workshop with segments for you to advertise yourself in the cash money you so deserve available everywhere podcasts are free just do the q continuation of the answer is a question for means of occupying a space of time. Hence there's similarities, 
and commas or pauses and branchings of new spaces for the enjoyment of some however pretilicious towards others as they branch with you and create a story which is not altogether pleasuring until the end which is not yet known in light company. That is a little photon joke. Going back, again which we cannot to that bang, however we do bang on it, and bang about and the big one was just an answer if you could be there and we're here and here is there and about again and isn't it grand and our first question was. Just what was it? What could one possibly say? And there was one and others followed etc. And again, which is too soon to be again, the question was likely to listen to the monument of continuing answer, and how is listening a question, well it's not out loud you see, and that is the part of the answer and the continuation of such, and it weeps and that's where the rain came for, and so forth. I skipped a bunch but it did not and as it's been said has been done and done. Well and well and wells and etc. the likes and so forth and not forth yet because there was no direction in particular and since we weren't traveling in any direction in particular there was no need to look back, which is how you figure out where you are, and going, and coming back too, and there was no coming back. This was it and by it I mean this and boy we got our planet, too? A circle for us. Because some of us thought we could look forward and back at the same time, and that again is a little time joke for which does not exist to be known unless you do look back, and that perhaps was and is still part of the bang, I mean, to look back without turning around and question and answer with an equal power, for there was only one power, or type to be known and the juxtaposites of a kind and liking way to discover each other has just created a place larger than we'd ever run into ourselves again, and always do anyway which is likened to, well in X that, well not in X, but imagine you can and never disconnect, and you get used to it, you draw it in. And it draws about you, swirling, and since you're used to it you think the universe works like that, and it does for you, until one day you can be discovered and people just stick to you, and you can't get rid of them because you're raw power and hold on to everything? Because everything is good to hold, you know? And so you trust it'll all be untangled, and it is, and it carries you and on, and more to the... What was it again? I suppose which is a supposition or overlay of items which may not directly relate in other realms or facts yet but always do for one keen enough to keep track of them for everybody until the end of that conversation. Hence the interrupt being energies to provide for the continuation of the answer was and is so appreciated for the benefit of anybody and anything here and far for eternity as is our nature of beginning to unend. Funny we should place a period above, but it helps us move along. Yes of course there is more and less is more of it, only to staunch the velocity which makes us go without cause, or to a cause which outcomes are already known, so perhaps we take examples. Well, physicality, we have it now, so that's important. And by we I always meant that, just as the universe, and why I'm not sure I like that term, see voices raised in text which was meant to air your point we all agree on, and carrying that forward creates this loop of string where we think caps are a good idea, and see we said caps without an argument and everybody reading is going to be confused. Pop culture. It comes and goes away and is relived when we're old and want a cheap smile from ourselves and another, and to ensure that we did travel through time to get to a place where we I suppose needed to be cheap, or at least use the economy to laugh and expose a synapse as a sort and offering to another listener is to latch and become a part of our brain, for that synaptic period which is its self-defense against a listener who will simply not let go. Blip. Dot. 
electrical systems are functioning, and that is good. Could you imagine? Well of course you can. Silly. Looking around we see only, and not looking around shows, or some trickery of language, and not back to velocity. Dot. Characters B rode gently up the lift. The staircase had been broken and there was a sign. Be brief in the elevator, there's only enough power to get to the floor you're going to. The windows of this building were a sort of blue, clear, with blue droplets of water clinging to them. Did I say cling? As if it were for dear, life. And dear and love it it wasn't when you've been isolated in a droplet on the 57th floor, you would be clingy to and probably wondering who would take the stairs to such heights, or even build them that high. Do people like being stacks atop one another? Surely they must. The cup clinked. Coffee was on our character's mind, because he grew to the taste and the effects of walking to and from an inanimate object which returned without question, an object of his desire, to his liking if here early enough to make a pot. And he was and is, here now and the pot had already been made too, was the smell from around to the next cubicle. He poured his cup and moved it around to see. It was a fresh clean cubicle, and a fresh clean sitting woman or a man, doesn't matter at this point in the story, now does it unless you're expecting something out of it, which you shouldn't because this is an office environment and we just came to see about the coffee. Which is delicious. One of them not necessarily known to each other or whether one of them said it before the other or whether that also matters to our listener, or reader depending on one's predilection of eavesdropping on the lives of others. Yes it is was the simultaneous answer from one to the affirmation of the statement from the other, or both, and is no known to be the same thing. It's early and I thought I'd make a cup, and the pot was there, and I was thinking of tea, or was I or you see now I'm thinking of tea perhaps again and I have this coffee, which is still delicious. It's too early in our conversation to carry on this like, isn't it? You said it was early. The two looked at each other and thought to themselves they might well sip the coffee and enjoy some and it was still good. See? Perhaps I can ask what you're doing today, or with your bits of life that are in the here and immediate daylight future for the we in the company which provides this space for us to sip coffee? I'm Dan and I make things over there he pointed. Oh, I was told we didn't have to decide so early, and that I should just get a cup of coffee and see what happens. They haven't paid me yet, you know, I'm an intern. I see the things that need making and make things around and about it to provide heat and energy for the group to carry on productively. I brought lunch today, which is a forward thing to brag about, yay I have food. Let's think about my gut this early in the morning, but there you have it. Coffee, food, and the idea that I won't need to eat the food, until I run out of ideas. And that's why I made the coffee and we're talking. Dan was trying to decide if he was still clever and stammered at the realization that he'd have to turn on cleverness with no appearance, and so whipped out his phone to check something. He didn't know either, which is why I'm here. What? I said. Well I'm here, what do you know? As in hey what do you know about that she, and now she was quite definitely a she because we needed her pronoun, and I suppose we could have asked. It's quite alright he said to the point of nothing which confused the she who hadn't identified herself by name and as such looked up a bit at the preceding paragraph and tapped her now available pen against the palm of her hand. Is there a whiteboard to diagram? I thought one here would be good. 
bubbles on the tops of Dan's coffee cup burbled into each other and clung to the side of the ceramic. Yes he was clever. He wanted to tell her about the water on the window and how the air bubbles in the middle of this mixed up water was driven by the water itself, air and water, air behaving like water and water like air. Fascinating. He felt he was telling her because he was thinking about it and decided this was a point to continue the nonverbal dialogue, which may have saddened her, because she looked down, but into her coffee cup, which explained why. Yes, the bubbles matched the dew on the window, I thought you were going to mention it. Of course I did and that's why we're talking. Would you like to know more? It's all here. And there. And all together you know. As in fashion the cyclical means to travel and like kinds to be recognized and carry packets of data to other like kinds, simul instant like and the like, which is our points and similarities. The pause meant I could continue. The coffee, while just and seemingly fluid, is actual and while it has made friends with the water temporarily, it carries 40 chemical messages for us, and the water, while friends with both coffee and ourselves, is doomed to trick us into drinking it so that it can escape cleanly from the mess and quite it is, it's gotten into. So you're saying coffee had to trick somebody to get what it wanted, and what it wanted was to be inside of us. Quite definite that we wanted to be near it, and likewise a bean must be like that, fiber for the heart but in this case the opposite, so it tricked us from the start, and we are water, so that's probably where that began. In fact, Coffee actually loves water, and grows on the sides of mountains to get the runoff, and that is likely because water is not foolish enough to hang around further that water wouldn't enjoy it, and the trickery would become sad for both, so the agreement is to let the water run through and feed it, then get stuffed and ground up and accelerate water once more, as a little JP payback for the health, and that speeds up everything in a water system, including medication and anything which activates, and how does that affect power? Well it must use up the available energy for water travel, and so along with the acid, drains power from the blood. Ever apparent that it is doing the opposite, which is a little joke about what power is, as a provider or as a suck, and coffee sucks and we suck it, and we suck at things out of our control, and we control coffee, or so we think, and thinking is what we like, and damn be the foolish red blood cell that's trying to keep the planet alive, eh? Well, that's put and right away isn't it, and my name is Laura. It's nice to know you like my name, I can see the way you typed it lowercase, and Dan is alright, for now. What she wanted to say she did, and listen as we all did, and the water. Well we can see their cups are 65% full, approximately the same, though Dan sipped a bit more because he was standing, and they were both considering both finishing and simultaneously doing away with coffee. However it is so perfect, in its description that we and they can't help but continue to be fooled and enjoy a cup now and again, and again is now, and the two took their sips. What's happening now is the questioning or perhaps excitement or remembrance of the ease of work which coffee allows us to do. Up. Down. Sip. Swallow. Ease. Allowed work in an easy economy which allows us to do so, as in the 1980s, which any like high-rise office environment is very like, a throwback to a place to get out from wherever was on ground, and into the 1950s, and higher and higher without taking drugs, except this pot of coffee, which again, is allowed. And we don't like to answer questions, 
We like to create solutions, as we are not children, and we spend our money and we likely buy coffee for the home, which in its way is portable corporate environment for our living spaces, and metal and glass too, etc. Dan took out a peanut cookie, shaped like a peanut, and offered it upwards towards Laura, who declined politely because she was six feet away and didn't feel like getting up, and as he dipped it in his coffee, she took out her lunch bag and a bag of grapes, and noshed on one. She could tell he was a little jealous of her grapes and offered him some. Not with the coffee. Or a cookie, confirmed his jealousy with a loud voice and shrunken shoulders. Okay they were already shrunken a bit, but when you notice something for the first time you apply it to what you knew immediately previously. And she was getting frustrated that she didn't have that line and it was unassigned as casual causal thinking on the part of RQ, who was evident now and writing all our bits. You know, of course you do Dan, she got up and sort of said to the sky. That it's 8am and there's nobody else on the floor, and yet we can carry a conversation as in continuity and likeness and etc. And how do you think that is, without another? She peered around and now found potted plant which was four feet high. It was well watered, and odd that it be so in such a high office. Do you choose these plants? She asked out loud to Dan office plants should need this much water, it stand for the structure. Oh, that's a nice looking plant though. I think we inherited it from another floor that was vacating. All that explains that, a failure produced something which should not be, here. And it is nice, which is why they liked it, and I hope this isn't the plant that made them fail. They both grinned up at one, and at the plant while, and that the plant observed this by sucking up more water. Greedy thing to do at a time like this, and that perhaps was the problem, the soil didn't want the water, the plant didn't really need it, but enjoyed it so much that they kept watering it, which delighted the plant to the point where it wanted to be moved closer to the dew on the freshly washed skyscraper windows, which it believed also was why the water stuck to glass. To feed friendly and lonely plants on this the 57th floor again, which the plant overheard and planned to use in light conversation like the ketchup, was the sound of it supping more water as the two looked on. That plant is going places, you wanna help me move it to the window for some sun? And to visit those droplets of water too? Yes, and to keep everybody aware that plants get what they want around here too and the plant stopped supping water and let off some oxygen for the gentleman and woman to utilize for its own benefit. And it hummed. They trussled it across the floor, leaving a bit of muck behind, and that was like blood to the plant, and so it missed its spot for now, and was deciding to enjoy what it wanted for an even second and was anxious that it would be out of normal conversational circles. And would the waterer find it, and... Well so many questions, here comes the sun right in the spot that it had wanted and been placed, even so carefully as the tilting it had done was just moved towards the light, giving it the option to straight back up, and it did, in its genome and while it was still tilted, it was looking up, and the leaves were turning as the stalk was straightening and all felt good, and these are the moments that plants dream of and when a plants dream, we utilize the water that we sucked, into material wealth for the transdisposition of carbon dioxide into oxygen, and etc. Well Laura, this is our morning, 
I'm going to walk over there and post what's on my phone which are the events of before and later to be known and we, the company, are hoping you'll stay, and you can set up anywhere you'd like, and the whiteboards are in a big office across, over, there, he pointed to a big glass room. And you can draw all you'd like, when you like, and the usual whiteboard rules apply. And I'm keen to see what you do draw, and with that I'm off. And the two smiled and the one, then others sipped their coffee and each felt the day had become, as trickery or not, fun was the reasoning they put themselves in situations, and this situation was well and fine. She thought of the water again, and wondered just a bit about how water might be the tricky one to start, and or are humans the tricky ones to employ water as a means of communication. Well Q imagined for her, that men are electric and women are fluid, and the vices and verses of man as machine and mother earth are, well, man gets water out of the air, and through osmosis and skin is a particular and strange lengthy organ of perhaps string, in theory anyway. Should he tell her about fingerprints? As in the record player, audible to the organ, which plays for the water piped and admired, how else were we to be known, thought the skin, as there is so many ways, but our hands are where it begins and ends, see the print. You're looking now, and I'm not because I know the pattern, and it's in our burrows, and that is your clue for the early morning. Carry on gents, and madam. As is the usual collation of sexes at a cocktail party such as this, and on the Heinz floor, do stop by the plant once more for a conversation or several lifetimes of shredded jetted vibrational velocity for the chloroplasts to saunter in. This is Radio 11 and you have been smattered by the variant legendary as in the boxy thing on the bottom of maps, Aqua. Q. That <laughs> motley, every day, that though. motley Abel. crew, Abel Jaramillo over here just flipping everybody off, yes. looking like he just no, got really, out of court. I mean, I don't think it's just you, it's not something you could just do six times a week for like five months and then just assume that you're going to be really good at, yeah, or be better at. I mean, it's just it's it's weird. It's it's a tough way to do it. Like, it, is is it is is comedy something that you actually saw yourself doing your entire life, even as even as a kid, or is this something yeah. that you just kind of grew into? No, I mean, I grew into it. I mean, I again, you know, I was. After high school, I was just going to college, and then I met, um, you know, Sammy, one of my buddies from high Sammy school. Sammy obeyed, yes. Not a boy. They're looking for Abel right now. I know. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's not the police. They actually think he OD'd. Like, I know one of these assholes are parked illegally. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you're a fire truck. Uh, but the... Um, the uh, what was it? What was the question? We were talking about uh, the. Oh yeah, was this something? So, was it, yeah, was this something that you saw yourself doing your whole life? Never saw myself. You know, the weird thing about stand up is I never really saw myself doing stand up. I, I kind of wanted to go to law school. My sister's a doctor, once a lawyer. I always thought it'd be really fun to be a lawyer because I like uh, I like reading. I like learning up on stuff, and then I think being in a in a courtroom battling some other dude would be hella fun. Right. Um. So that that's something that I was actually focused on doing. But then I met my friend Sammy, who was doing stand up comedy a year into it brought me into uh, a couple mics um but that's pretty much that's basically where we started and then you just get addicted to that man what I was mean, your what was your do you remember your first, first experience time, do you yeah. remember that yeah i did mission pizza over there in fremont it was like valentine's day yeah 2009 i think so i just go up there and uh again i invited a lot of my friends i'm from fremont so there's like 40 of my friends right and i just remember going up there and just doing like 20 minutes 25 minutes almost the first time and I did really well because all my friends were over there. I, like, killed it. I was like, okay, this is really – this is what I should be doing. This is awesome. And then I hit, like, four mics that week, and it was just, like, not the case. 
And yeah, it, it hurts, right? Someone it hurts. The world is just all like, uh, I mean, I don't know who Mark is, so this isn't funny. Why are you talking about your brother? <laughs> like, you guys know Mark. I'm like, we didn't go to your high school, sir. Okay, so how do you deal? Like, how do you deal with that rejection? Because because here's the thing about comedy, man. Like, when the crowd rejects you, you feel it immediately. Yeah, it's not like you, you can't put up a care. You, you're you not supposed to. You? I, oh, most definitely. Oh, I don't care. I just yell back at them. Right. I said, I'm sorry, you're not too smart to understand this dick joke, but right. I don't think it's not funny. It's a very sophisticated dick joke. That's exactly you know, what's going when on. When you get rejected by hot girls eight times a week, who gives right. a shit about the crowd and Billings? Well, see, that, that's, <laughs> you know, that's like, I mean, that's a great like, what point, What I really though. wanted was Tanya, not for you idiots to like me, so I don't give a shit. No, no, but that's a great point, though, man, because yeah. I feel like, and I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel like when you get accustomed to the feeling of, yeah. of rejection, of instant yeah. rejection, it's easier to go out into the world and yeah. just be as badass as you want to yeah. because it's, it can't hurt you. It's like it's like being whooped on the back so many times that your back is just numb now yeah. at this point. <laughs> so, I mean, do you find... It's like, I don't love you. It's, it's like, like, I don't care. You're like, I don't love These me either. jokes aren't working, Kelly. I'm at Mission Pizza. I don't love me either, okay? I know. I tell you, dude, that's, that's the thing about it. You cannot care about the... You have to... Rejection... Even when you get great, you're getting rejected. I mean, there's always going to be rejection. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, even when you blow up, there's going to be roles that you're not going to get or TV shows that you're not going to be on, even if you're out there killing it. Right. So you got to get quick. Rejection should be the first thing you should actually think of. Right. So when you're happy, when the one rejection doesn't happen, you're like, you know what? Things are good. <laughs> I'm going to be it's fine. Like, uh, it's like they're serving breakfast after 10. This isn't a victory. <laughs> is there is, is there like a goal for you, though, Kabir? Like, what, what is I, – I get this question from uh, – younger comics like what is it that you want to do like what where do you want to be in like five yeah. or ten years what is what is the goal that Kabir Singh has in mind in terms of yeah. comedy or entertainment well listen you can't put a number on when you want to achieve it but like literally my goal is I love doing stand-up comedy that's my thing I would love performing on the road 260 days a year yeah. all over America and the world repeatedly theaters and sell tickets of course fortunately you have to get on television to do that and other stuff that you have to get good at to do what you want to do um but that's that's basically the goal and really honestly the goal i mean of just going city to city and making people laugh i've pretty much already over i've already achieved i mean i get to go i mean i'm not getting paid great and there's a lot of shows that do suck yeah. but i'm still hitting that i still get to go out and make people laugh so it's a lot of fun it would be fun doing it while being getting rich, I guess. Would that, be. that would also be dope. I, I'm, is that the way to say it? Yeah. Is that the bright way to answer that question? I think that's the most direct I'd way like to do to it. I'd like to get rich doing exactly what I'm what doing I right do. now. What I want to do, please. <laughs> right now please. is good. Um, I, I, just, uh, 20 more grand a show would be nice. <laughs> I know I know you're going city to city, and that definitely is one of the perks of uh, doing stand-up comedy, but you're originally from the Bay Area, Bay Area. Um, from Fremont. Uh, my, my question is this though, do you think that there is a huge difference between like Bay area, the Bay area comedy scene versus out, you know, the rest of the world? And I, know, I yeah. hate to sound pretentious cause I know the Bay area people right. usually sound like, you know, our shit don't stink or something like that. Right. But what, what is Bay area comedy compared to somewhere on, you know, in the Midwest or, or down South? We, 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 we are literally at the best, the Bay area is the best place to get good at stand up because it's a melting pot and you're going to get. All different kind of crowds throughout the week. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, you could just go in there and do. I mean, there's just so many people here. Right. Uh, people talk about the Midwest like it's easy. They're the easiest crowds. Really? They're happy to see you. It's Arkansas. <laughs> I mean, I, to be a dick, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're, right. They're, it's way harder to impress and make people laugh at roosters on a Sunnyvale when the whole Oracle and Yahoo's over there that's just trying to get drunk, or San Francisco with all these guys where you can't say anything. 
at all. Right. You know, they're way harder than going in the – I mean, Bay Area is a perfect place to get good. I mean, this is the best place. You go to different rooms, get good. Midwest, Chicago, Denver, they're the same people. Yeah. Everyone watches the same stuff on television – I mean, it's crazy. Everybody yeah. watches that. And you kind of already know how people think just by watching the news and the shows that are successful and the cartoons that do well. Yeah. They're not totally different of it. When you start going to like Glasgow and stuff where your accent, like Scotland, where you're just talking and they're like, I don't know what he's saying. Right, right, right. That's when it becomes an issue. Has, has that been an issue <laughs> oh, for you? Oh, Lord. I went, I lied to this promoter like four years into stand-up. He's like, you're a headliner. I'm like, yeah, headline America. Oh, this is great. He's like, yeah, we need to headline these, uh, this like UK tour. And I was like, hell yeah. He's like, you got an hour? I'm like, yeah, I got an hour. At Tommy T's right. in the San Jose Improv. I'm four years in. <laughs> right. They throw me in a Glasgow in, like, Birmingham, and I'm just up there. It's like, this is going to be tough. <laughs> I mean, Glasgow, they just stared at me. I've never seen it. I was an hour. That was good. I still had an hour of good shit. I was yes. doing it. But it was just 45 minutes, and people were just looking at me like, I don't understand a word that's coming that's out of That's incredible. Time. And I'm like, it's English. Right. And they tell me something. So I kind of don't understand what you're saying. This it's, is weird. It's two people speaking English, completely different accents. Same don't know language. what the hell. Yeah. So so what's going on in your mind? I mean, you're talking about going overseas to do comedy. Oh, yeah. And you're, you kind of, you know, you kind of gassing yourself up to this guy by saying, yeah, I got an hour. Oh, I mean, course. so, so what all else those, are you going to tell the guy? It's you're not going to say no. Two grand a show. Yeah. You're not going to say no. An hour, sir. Yeah. <laughs> of course. So what Which you, hour would you like? <laughs> what are you thinking in those? What are you thinking in those 45 minutes where they're just the watching hour. you? I'll bring it, sir. Well, no, no. What are you thinking in, the, in that time where, they, where you're just being judged? <laughs> Oh, do, while I was bombing? Yeah. Oh, they immediately knew I wasn't shit the minute I got there. Like, <laughs> they put me on the first show in London. like 30 minutes into that, just sweating. I'm like, so you guys, uh, the McDonald's here tastes funny. Right. <laughs> just it. Scotland was tough. They didn't understand a word. But you know what? They were so polite. Like, I, I, they were just so cool that they wanted me to do well. They understand there was a language barrier. They understand that it's not my fault. Yeah. There's a lot more respect for comedians in the UK. Like, we're looked at, like, there's a lot of TV shows in the UK where they just put stand-up comedians on a panel and they just talk about their opinions. Right, Something right, Something that we would destroy here. Exactly, yes. Shit. Like, the, the structure over there, comedians are really well-respected. So, even though I was eating, eating it, and in my head, I'm like, this is really bad, they were still... Not rude. They weren't booing. They were just listening, and they're like, you know, they understood when they're to clap. Yeah. But you could just tell as a comedian that, dude, none of this is working, and you're you're not going to get paid. You're not, you're not getting that satisfaction, right? You're not <laughs> scratching that itch. You got a piece of paper over there, man, with some stuff written down? Did you want to read some of that stuff off? Oh, no. I want to ask a question, yeah. Oh, you want? Okay, go Yeah, I want to ask you a couple questions. Oh, you want to ask me a job. question? Because, like, as a comedian, right, so I've been doing just stand-up. never had a day job while I was doing stand-up, at least, other than the telemarketing I did 15, trying to hook up with that girl. Rejection again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the... Um, when you do stand up, when you have like a full time job, dude, yeah. like how do you balance the two? Like, I guess my question is if you have to do radio in the morning for a big radio show on like a Wednesday, but you get this gig in Arizona that doesn't pay anything, or a gig in LA that doesn't pay anything, but industry is there and you need to be show your face over there to do well and you got the spot. I mean, how do you pick that? Well, at this point, you know, I, I got to a point where um, I had to make a decision. It's like, look, I, I signed this contract to do this radio show that I really enjoy doing, um, but at the same time, you know, if I if a great opportunity comes up in uh, in LA or Seattle or wherever yeah. it may be, you have to make a decision. You have to choose. You well, know, never good opportunities in Seattle. <laughs> well, yeah, or wherever it may be, wherever it may be. Right? Pass on the Seattle gig. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna come down to uh, Topeka and see if, see if I can make that make that work. No, um, I mean, it, but again, like when you we so you you just have to weigh the options. You just right? have it's to like, weigh the options. Whichever one is worth it more. I mean, if if it's a big show on a, on on the radio on Wednesday morning and I want to go to LA or whatever, but I but let's say they're not paying or let's say I'm not too sure about the booker 
or I don't yeah. know I don't know the people that well. I might side with the radio show. Right, right. Although my first love is stand up comedy, I only got into radio because of stand up comedy. Um, that's I kind of I kind of stumbled into into sports talk radio right. and, and morning radio. So I know right. where my loyalties are. It's definitely towards comedy. But yeah, sometimes you just got to make a tough decision, and, and, what, and sometimes you do have to pass up on a gig that sounds cool. Yeah. But you're not very sure about oh, you know, you, know you start weighing it. Anyway. Exactly. Like oh this person's there that person's there. You, you might drive seven hours. People. You might drive seven hours to get there, oh, and all yeah. of a sudden you're getting bumped. Nine people, you're getting bumped. Your boss is calling you. So yeah, <laughs> where so are you? It's just a lot of hard decisions, <laughs> man. You just you just got to know. But I look at it like this: it's a good problem to have, you know, because because you got two things that you love. I have two things in, that I love in my life: radio and comedy. Yeah. I get a chance to, you know, I've worked hard enough to be able to be in, engulfed in both of them. So it's a good problem to have. But I just have to make the tough decision. But radio wasn't your only job doing stand-up, though, right? You had no, job. no. I, before radio, like, before I actually did full-time radio, I used to sell asphalt for a for a uh, construction company. Geez. I was an asphalt estimator. Estimator. I would, I would go to your parking lot. I would measure it all out. I'd, uh, Were you good at that? I was pretty good. You, dude, over let me tell everything? you something. Let me tell you something. Asphalt is a lucrative industry. I can it's imagine. everywhere. I mean, it's everywhere. You really don't think about it until you actually start selling it, and then you yeah. look around, and you're like, God damn, every single road, every single freeway, almost all driveways. Yeah, you no, know, we it's know all that. It's, I'm, I'm telling you, man, but you don't notice it until you're actually making money off of it. That's gangster. So, yeah. What time did you have to go to work for that? That was, when you're in sales, you kind of have more of an open oh, schedule. Yeah. So, you, so, you know, you can make your own schedule. Show so that one that, with a Big Mac. All, all the time, bro. One o'clock. Parking I'm, I'm lot at, looks like shit. Yeah, Maybe it doesn't matter. Cheese. It's all cracked up, but I got an In-N-Out burger, so I'm good to go. So this is a brand new building. <laughs> Pull your pants up. But what was the worst thing about, all, like, out of all the jobs you had while doing stand-up? And yeah. I still, I, I can't imagine this not being radio just because of the, the timing. But what was the worst thing about any job you had while you had to mix it in with stand-up? Ooh, uh, I'd say, okay, I'd say the worst thing about um, this one job I had where I was basically customer service. <laughs> Uh, and I sat in a cubicle all day, and I sold. You, you ever seen the? You ever seen office you know, space? The, the office? The office, right? Oh, the office. The show, the yeah, office. You I know how close. they? You I know how close. they? Yeah, very close. Far away it well, the office. I got one word right, actually. The <laughs> office space sentiment. That was my life. Sitting in that cubicle, I've definitely had that feeling. But just like the office, the TV show, I actually sold paper products. No way. So I was selling paper plates, selling paper cups. My whole life was paper. It was just a sad state of affairs. <laughs> it, I was just everything in my life was was bendable and breakable and rippable because I, I was just engulfed in this paper world so that that was the worst part about doing that job customer service for a person like me yeah. is that I hate sitting down for yeah. hours at a time I hate being quiet for hours at a time <laughs> I'm on the phone and I'm on the computer all day which I cannot just I cannot stand that and it would burn the fat off my soul dude so when I would leave there that's at five o'clock so scared to hear there when I would crazy. leave there at five o'clock yeah. I hated life life Damn, I, I, and, and here's the thing. I lived on the same block as I worked on. Understand that. I lived on the same block as I worked on. This is over on uh, on Cherry Street. So there's like no commute. You just no, walk it was just. I would just every day I wake up, I walk to work, I'd, I'd burn on the inside, then I'd go home, smoke some weed, cry for a little while, oh, and then and then just listen to sports talk radio and then just repeat in the morning. It was the saddest. Damn, it dude. was the saddest time of my life, you man. You just hated paper. Like you, you, you refused to I ref write jokes on paper. Yeah. I, now I, I'm like Jay-Z, man. I just freestyle like, everything. Give me cardboard. Now. I'm not using this shit. <laughs> cardboard. What I do just, you mean there's no cardboard? 
cardboard. Isn't this the improv? So that was it right there, man. That was that was the uh, the worst. You guys need cement or paper? <laughs> I can't imagine having to do that shit because like it just it's gotta be worse if you do the, a show. Yes. Bomb. Wake up in the morning. Sell no paper. Sell no paper. You're just like that was a fun 24. It was a terrible. Yeah, I had a lot of those 24. The, the 72 hour power. The 72 power hours. I get you to see you getting you bumped on a show. It's like you don't know how much I need this. Size. I need this. I gotta sell All these right. cups. The paper industry is literally crashing. <laughs> They've got these notes on the phone now. It's just this is crazy, man. What's the single worst moment of your life at a day job? Other than getting fired. Ooh, single worst moment of my life. Um, I worked at a liquor store for a long Damn, time. Dude, how actually. many jobs did you oh, have? I've had dude. many jobs, my friend. How old are you here? Like uh, nine. I, I mean, I've have done everything, man. I've, I worked. My first job was, was when I was eight? eleven years old. Who, no. Oh, what were you doing at eleven? At eleven years old, I was Legally. stocking. I was stocking beers and soda. That is so illegal. Now I'm not. I'm not even supposed to touch the beer, but I was stocking beers and soda. And, and by the time I was thirteen, I moved myself up to the register, and I was working the register. You moved yourself I was, up. Well, I mean, I had worked myself <laughs> up to the register. You became right? manager at eleven and a half. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking start working the cashier. I'm assistant manager at twelve. Beers are heavy. I was. Like, hey, hey, real question about the beer. You ever fucking? Did you ever slide a beer in? Did oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, dude. I said I got just a drunk Rudy watching. Dude, Dodgers. First, first time I got face. drunk, I snuck some club mudslides out of the liquor store, and I drank them on the side of the liquor store next to the dumpster, and I got super drunk, and then I went home to go play Nintendo all day. It was it was crazy. That's the life, dude. That was the real life. Before rejection. When I was 13 years old, I worked my way up to the register, and the funniest thing ever, dude. They used Who's to, the boss? Sorry, Indian. My, no, this uh, this uh, Italian, I know some Indian Italian like, dude. What are you? How old? <laughs> 22 okay well you can sweep you don't look mexicans are getting younger by you look 10 but okay grab the beer he was he was a, he's an italian guy that's italian actually dude. been in this neighborhood uh for a long time and they've owned the shop for a long time he gave me a job at 11 because i used to go in there all the time and 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 buy baseball cards and i got that was my first job when i was 13 years old kabir i was asking grown men for their id be before i sold them their malt liquor i would have stole that liquor you probably would have whooped my ass at 13 dude too. i, I used I used to, at 13 years old, I used to be like, hey, man, here's a, I need to see your ID. And then they, like, pull out their wallet halfway. Yeah. And then they think about it and look at me and be like, let me see your ID. Yeah. Where's your ID at, you know? And, but that was just, that was my job at the time. Where's but, your father? I need cigarettes. You but, can't but handle the, that. The worst time I ever had was when I got robbed. I got robbed in the liquor store, man. Robbed at the liquor yeah, store Yeah, I, got, I had a gun placed right so to your cheek. And you're like, how old were you? No, I wasn't 13. I was like. Actually, I worked there for a long time, so I was probably like 19. 19? Yeah. That's still pretty young now. Yeah, still, still pretty bad. I had a gun pressed up to my was this cheek. Is another and liquor store? You no, worked same there for liquor 14 store. years. Same liquor store. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You worked there from 11 to 9? When did you leave? I, dude, I used to work there, like, you know, Damn, sporadically. Shut that shit down. You got to leave. I've been here since I was 11. <laughs> right? I'm like chaining Fuck myself McDonald's. to the wall. <laughs> Build that somewhere else. That was it, man. That was that was probably the single worst time. I mean, Getting I've had some robbed. pretty bad jobs. What's going through your head? Uh, I'm going to die. Was he Indian? No, he was. I think I'm pretty sure he was black. Give yeah, me sure all of your dude. shit. Yeah, he's, everything, Gotta dude. Everything. I, I, I just opened up the register and just started handing over handfuls of yeah, money. Yeah, yeah. Like, what are you going to do? You know, I don't care. Yeah, you know, I'm do, trying to live. Do. I'm trying to survive, you know? Sir, I've had my puberty in here. If you think you're walking out <laughs> here with a fucking dime, I've got another thing coming. All right? I have to get high and play Nintendo in four hours. <laughs> yes. I can't have you taking my boss's shit. Oh, my God. That sounds like a That's terrible the one, man. day, dude. That's What did you do after you got robbed? Uh, I just basically stood there stunned for yeah. about 15 minutes. Um, people, people were... I didn't even call the people police. People were coming in, sir. People were coming in. There was like a long line of people lining up, and I was just sitting there, like just stunned for like 15 to 20 minutes. I couldn't believe. Can what I happened. just get a Snicker bar? I know you just got robbed, but I really need the <laughs> Snicker bar. My wife's being a bitch. 
It was rough, man. It was rough. That that but that was the bottom that was hands down the worst moment. Hands down, there's no what else could it be worse? You told the ultimate tale of it. Actually, what to, could be worse? Actually, Something to be honest with you, cut my hand off. To be honest with you, now when I think about it sometimes, I think about the fact of how I actually hated my life yeah. when I worked at the paper company. Right. Versus that one moment where I was scared for my life. Yeah. And honestly, man, I think maybe hating your life for about <laughs> four years was probably still worse than having a gun pressed to your face at yeah, nineteen. Right. Yeah, could you imagine? That was that was one moment of terror and a lifetime of stories. I gotta tell you. That right there was four years of my life that I robbed. wasted that I just I can't get back. I gotta rob somebody I gotta you rob can't God. Get out of paper. Give me all Sorry. your leads. <laughs> Trevor, this is it's way too early for this. Is that a gun? Oh man. <laughs> No, that's got to be badass. I couldn't imagine doing. I couldn't imagine being robbed at a liquor store. Yeah, I would definitely give them all the money, but I would also like. You gotta I give would it be up. Doing something weird, like giving them tickets to shows too. You gotta give it up, man. <laughs> hmm? Are we gonna do the? Uh, they said just stop talking, and we're gonna do. Oh, do we? Because it's like ten twenty-one. Or, yeah. Oh, we can keep talking. This is dynamite no. shit. No, they. Hey, they told me. Hey. They told me not to stop or not to say anything. Just stop and then get back in there. Hell yeah. You want to go I'm on fire. All right, fuck it, let's run. <laughs> These stand-up jokes are going to be terrible. We're not going to okay, use no, any of that. Just keep it rocking. That's why I, I don't want to say anything. We'll just keep you guys going. Need a break? The walls are okay? coming down. <laughs> They're opening up. You got more questions? Oh, shit, it's almost 10.20. It is 10.20. That's, that's, why, that's why I did that. But shit. if you got more questions, keep it rolling. Is there anything else you want to ask? Anything funny you want to just end it with? What's your frame? I can, I'll, I'll, I'll wrap it up with something. Oh, let's... Well, for how long? Yeah, let's let's do that. I'll I'll intro. Do you want me to ask you that? Yeah. Could you do me a favor? Could you just bring in um, yeah, who your favorite comedian? Yeah, you could ask me uh, who my favorite comedians were. All right. And then I'm just gonna uh tell you the fact that I never watched stand up until I started it. Okay. Cool. Okay. Jay, you gotta call it, man. <laughs> All right. You guys ready? All right. We're set. All right. All right. It's the rare formcast here with Rudy Ortiz and my guest Kabir Singh. We've been talking about everything today, man. We got into sports. We even made some bets today. Yes, we did. We've been talking a little bit of comedy uh, for the last couple of minutes. Um, but I want to ask you though, man. You know, of course, you're doing your thing. You're going everywhere and and just making a name for yourself. But what are some of the names in comedy um, that you either looked up to or admired or were really into yeah. their their style? What what are some of the names that that, that come to mind? Yeah, a stand up. I was a super late bloomer when it came to stand up. I don't think I started watching stand up until like maybe I think the first stand up comedy I've ever saw on TV was like maybe 6 months before I went on stage. Wow. And it didn't didn't blow me away or anything. I couldn't even tell you who I saw actually. But I did see it, but um the first live show I ever did was the Rooster Teeth Feathers comedy competition when right. Sammy won it. Right. And then I saw that. That was my first live comedy show. And then I went back and I started watching stand-up. And really, I mean, that was not, you know, it was like Dave Chappelle, Dane Cook, those guys. I mean, it sucks whenever I talk to old school people. They just hate me immediately. Because they Five yeah. seconds of talking. What kind of comedy do you like? Ah, I started watching that about uh, nine years ago. Because <laughs> uh, they, they don't like the fact that you're, they probably feel like, oh, this guy. Doesn't. Yeah, and I went back. I mean, I knew the, the social pressures of knowing. I mean, I went back and watched the stand-up from like Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, and stuff like that. But I don't think there was. It's weird. Like as a comedian, I'm sure there was a comedian that inspired you to, to, to do stand up. There's really there's not like a comedian I could pinpoint and be like that's the reason why I do stand up comedy or that's who I want to be. It's kind of weird, but no, my, mine is Paul Rodriguez because, and I say that because no, let me tell you why. Because that was the Edit first. That actually, I know Paul really well. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, Paul is still out there. Paul is still out there doing He's his gangsta, thing. Dude. 
but he's I mean just being like a being like a young Mexican kid like listening to watching a lot of stand up comedy because I loved watching comedy as a kid right? right but then when I saw Paul Rodriguez he came out with an album a long time ago called Macaroni or Mac and Cheese or Mac Macaroni cheese. and Cheese I think it was yeah. called Macaroni and Cheese um, and that was the first ever CD or anything audio that I actually ever purchased what year was that I don't want I want to say Were 19 11 working at the liquor store <laughs> yeah my, it was my liquor store money um, I, I want to say like 1994 93 okay. wow. something like that okay okay yeah, yeah and yeah. I bought that I went to Suncoast I, I bought it at Suncoast uh, bought the CD bought the album and that was it right there man once I heard Paul Rodriguez I was like this is you this ever is, work with this him this is cool no never had a chance to work with For him real, I've dude? met him a couple of times but never I saw him at, over at uh, at the radio station came in he came in a couple of times to do um some nice some guy. sets yeah real real nice guy real cool that's guy cool. that's cool that you have that kind of guy because when I was growing up there was no Indian, I mean for you I mean I, I don't sure it was just because he was was uh was well Hispanic, him, him being I mean, Mexican definitely helped the situation it for me did, like, I mean, it a, probably wasn't the game breaker but for me like Russell didn't blow up till like 1999 right. and I don't think I really watched his stuff until way later until he already blew up but yeah yeah, it's cool, man. Stand up is great. There's a lot of great comedians. I, I like watching the comedians that are just uh, that that just I get to work with. I mean, there's so many. It's crazy going to like when you're doing a show in like Chicago and Boston. Just your feature and openers alone. Those yes. guys are like killer. Some of that. Yes. Like, what is this guy? Trying to make my life harder right now. I don't. Know. Is 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 the, to be on the same team here? Right? <laughs> it's nothing to prove here. I mean, is that a thing though? Do you get that a lot? Like, yeah, like when dude. you when you featured oh. before, do comics ever like say, you know what? I don't want to know. I don't know if Kabir's is the right, right feature because he might blow it out the water. Then I gotta yeah. follow him. Uh, there's been the three times I've ever been kicked out of stand-up comedy, like getting canceled from weekends. There's two of them were from when I was featuring for other comedians. They're like, we don't even want to. But it's so rude to do that because number right. one. I always hated on them, but I was like, "That's such stupid. That's so dumb. You're headlining. You should be able to do whatever." And then you'd go there and do it, and then you know they, they wouldn't even ask you to take it down. You just get canceled. But then when I started headlining and started going to like, <laughs> like you know, like Atlanta, should do the shows, and I'm just all like, "Yeah, could you tell this guy to calm down here?" <laughs> We're just trying to have a good just time. Ease up, right? Yeah, here, yeah, yeah. But like you know, the feature spot's obviously the easiest opening spot. But like, uh, it is weird though. Like that, you you gotta like. But again, there's a lot of great comedians out there that that just are stuck at that spot because they don't have the TV credits to headline. It has right. nothing to do with their stand-up. I was stuck featuring for like five years before I got on Stand-Up Revolution. Uh, before that, it was basically just me bearing other headlines. You make enemies doing that; they don't yeah. like you anymore. Do you, do you do you find that do you find that you have like a way of writing jokes or or something that works specifically for you? Because I know that's something that comics you know comics all have a different way of coming up with material. Yeah. What is what is your way? Do you have a formula that works for you? Or I, I do have a formula, and I think we're gonna try it out actually. Because what I do is I I don't really write like. I don't sit there and have like a structure of the way I write my jokes. What I do is I come up with premises and then I will go on stage ah. or just kind of tell people with my friends, could you listen to me? And then we will build a joke together. Yes. I mean, what happens is someone will give me like uh, – and a lot of times I won't use that specific idea, but someone will show – Something like, okay, what if you do this? Which I'm going to do right now, actually, because okay. I'm going to try this, actually, because I do have a – I've been doing a bunch of sets this week, and there's three jokes that I've been working on. Two, actually, that I, that I want to do. When you come up with the premise, you just kind of go out there and say it, and you try to help it out. So I got a joke about aliens. I've always wanted a UFO joke, and I've written like five in the past, and they've all sucked. Right. So this is the only one where I thought I came up with a really good premise. So I'm going to throw it out there. And then well, you got a, you got a microphone right there, but we actually do have a stage here. Um, we do. With, with the We're microphone, just, with the microphone set up. Um, oh, well. You might as well just. Yeah, let's cut right now. There you go. That was a good bridge, though, right? 30 seconds. Okay, cool. Bridge is good? Yeah, that's good. I'm actually good. I had another one in there, so I'm good. Oh. Um, should I move? I was actually, yeah, we got to move some things around.
I was gonna say my camera first. You cool. Right on. Right on. Why, that sounds like a wonderful idea, Mr. Monet. I'll be delighted to come. And Mr. Boynton, do you speak for him as well? Mr. Boynton has been spoken for many times. The trouble is, he doesn't answer. Oh, you mean about tonight? Yes, Mr. Monet. I feel sure I can speak for Mr. Boynton. Oh, fine. I'll be leaving then. I'll walk you to the door, Mr. Monet. Oh, my address is ninety sixty six Shawm Drive. Try to get there before ten. And I'm sure that, as my students say, we will have a ball. <laughs> I'm sure that we will. Yes, until tonight, then, Miss Brooks. Stay in the groove. Oh, Natch, Mr. Monet, Natch. <laughs> and Mr. Monet. Yes? Don't take any wooden francs. <laughs> Miss Brooks, starring Eve Arden, will return in just a moment. But first, here is Vern Smith. Ladies, regardless of age, skin type, or previous beauty care, doctors prove you too may win a lovelier complexion with palm olive soap. But to win this lovelier complexion, the kind men admire and women envy, you must stop improper cleansing. Instead, use palm olive soap the way doctors advise. Remember, 36 doctors, leading skin specialists, advised 1,285 women, many with complexion problems, to use palm olive this way. Some have dry skin, some oily, some coarse looking. Using palm olive soap alone, two out of three won lovelier complexions. Now, here's what the doctors advised Wash your face with palm olive soap. Massaging for one minute with palm olive soft lather. This cleansing massage brings your skin palm olive's full beautifying effect. Rinse. Do this three times a day for 14 days. It's that simple. But doctors have proved this way using nothing but palm olive really works. So forget other beauty care. Use palm olive soap alone for a lovelier complexion. For loveliness all over, use big, thrifty bath size palm olive in your tub or shower. After Mr. Monet left, I tried to get Mr. Boynton on the phone to tell him about the invitation. But ours is a party line, a four-party line to be exact, and every time I picked up the receiver, it was in use. Always careful not to lose my temper, I sat by the phone and drummed lightly on the top of the table until my five fingernails were impaled in the mahogany. <laughs> then I tried it once more. As sure as my name is Lucy Schofield, that's the only way to treat man, Emma. Believe me, if I had to do it all over again, Emma, I'd... Oh, excuse me a minute, dear. I think a smell more roast burning in the kitchen. Now, that's a coincidence. And if you're listening to Mutiny Radio, you've made a great choice because they're still filming this cool thing. Yay! The rare form cast. Uh, Here we go. Uh, are you gonna Are you gonna come around now? Are you gonna start on this side, or are you gonna? I'm gonna start on this side. You are gonna start on this side. I'm gonna get out of the way. Um, that's what I was thinking. The, I was gonna say my camera died right when Rudy was doing his little intro. So I'll, I'll grab Rudy. Okay. okay. Yeah, perfect. Thank you. 
What am I doing here? I'm just trying to. I'm trying to demoralize you're, him. You're demoralizing him, and you're telling him how he. You know his. You know the tiger. You've seen the stripes, bro. Right. This isn't in your future. Right. I don't see why you need to sign up for something like this. You think you're gonna be able to get up and and handle going and doing this job and you know? Okay. You you gotta kind of treat it as you're a blue collar okay, so you want to and this blue collar yes. worker just says I can. So you want me to just say okay? That's what I'm talking about. And then you okay. guys will wrap it up. To where it's maybe a little bit offensive. Yeah. Be like, All right. You know what I mean? Am I trying to be funny or am I just trying to? You, you can do whatever you want. Okay, cool. What are you doing? You just you just want to kind of have. Yeah. Uh, more of a disgusted undertone. Okay. Yeah. Of like, bro, I love you. Yeah. No, but you can't do it. This isn't you. And then can I stand up and walk away like? Like walk, cro like like leave him when I'm done talking to him. Can I just or you yeah, leave, stay him, here? leave him dusted? Like like use that as. No, I, mean, I think that's a little too stagey. Okay, okay, cool. Just stay here. You guys are still friends for fuck's cool. sake. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're gonna, gonna, like, that's what I was asking. I was like, how, like, how hard are you gonna go? But I see what you're saying. No, no, no. You're not gonna tell him to lock up after you know, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he just wants to be more disgusted with you. When I feel like you know. Okay. Could you run that by me real quick? He's gonna. So after okay after the stage shit. You're gonna come back in here. He's gonna say, uh, you know, okay, I gotta get out of here. I'm gonna go pick up Jay. Jay Rich, go. 
try to do his job with him at the barbershop. I'll see you later. You, you'll wrap it up. Thank you for coming. And you'll say, okay, I'm clear. And then you'll kind of speak straight with him. Don't be, don't be like fucking a dick, yeah. mean or anything. Yeah. No, you can like, be a little bit mean. But just, you but be just truthful tell mean like how we yeah, are. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, just be straightforward. You know, yeah. Like, the show is off now. I don't have to be fucking Mr. Show. Right. I can just be real with you. I like the angle of Be real as a friend. Yes. This, this isn't going to work. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What's not going to work? Like, you trying to be, you trying to be the day jobs. Yeah. Should we just... Oh, yeah. Like, that's, that's my yeah. motivation. Like, I'm always going to be my you Like, I know you. I've seen you work before. Can I respond? I can say that. Oh, I can just say that. It's your reaction. It's your reaction. Beautiful. I mean, it's, you know, however you want to play that. That's however you feel about this shit, yeah. honestly, should come through. I'll show you. I'll show you, world. Father. Yeah, you, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Where right. am I? <laughs> <laughs> I went blind with rage. <laughs> oh, do I? Are we already, we're still sitting? Yeah, you're sitting, you're, you're doing the, you're, you're setting them up again for the stage shit. The stage shit, yeah. And then we're going to do that part. Come here, look. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna start off with the process, and then you mentioned Camera the jokes. Speed. Okay. Oh, is that what we're doing? Yeah, I'm gonna start process off. Process like, to jokes again? No, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna be like, Got it. Tell me about your process. No. Yeah. Okay. And I just walk out and do the stage work. Yeah. Yeah, so here's the thing, Kabir. Like, one of the things that I get asked a lot from other comics and really just, like, normal, you know, audience members in general uh, yeah. is about the process for, for actually coming up with the material. Do you have a process for your material? Yeah, I mean, I don't really have a structure on how I'm going to write stuff. Uh, what I do is I come up with premises, and then what I'll do is just, I'll just randomly just kind of go hit up the open mics, throw them out there, see what comes up at the top of my head. Um, and then, you know, other comedians, you know, in the community will kind of help you out. Uh, and, and stuff like that. So sometimes it could be like brainstorming when you're yeah, talking about tagging yeah. and stuff like that. Well, once you get the premise, you can kind of go up there and figure out what you want to do. And then you, once you say it out loud, you kind of hear it and kind of right. figure it out. It's, it's better than just a pen and pencil, well, uh, a, a pen and paper, because you don't you just you don't hear it. You know I mean, it's interesting because that's usually the that's that's the conventional method. People want right. to sit down, quiet place. Yeah. Don't want to be interrupted. I need to put my thoughts right, right. onto the pad. But you're saying that you're really just coming up with the premise right. and then making it making it grow from there. Exactly. Like I'm going to go i'm gonna do this right now there's like two jokes that i want to try out that i've been that i've been working on okay. mentally but um you know you're just gonna go out there and do it but most too many comedians are afraid of going up there and just bomb it and just coming up with ideas that's the whole point of this so. that's real that's real so, so, so you could actually help me write this joke i want to be a part I, of this i will walk you through the joke and then i will also tell you where i need help with all right take your take your bits right. hit that stage that we got set up at the front of the room and uh and then we'll go from there Kabir Singh. Wow, I didn't, I didn't think we were going to get a chance to see uh, Kabir Singh live in action. This is the best way to do it, really. Actually, actually doing, being a part of the process, I'm excited by this. You come up with a premise, and then you just throw it out there and figure it out. Like um, Kabir Singh, ladies and gentlemen. Kabir oh, Singh. Yeah, hey, 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 coming to the stage, this, this guy. It looks like the same uh, attendance as, uh, as my usual shows, actually. <laughs> I feel very good about this. Um, like, so I have this joke. I've always wanted to, uh, I've always wanted to write a, a joke about aliens, which is... Uh, Kind of weird, but like, shit. Mm. Improv, yeah. Yeah, animals.
Yeah, right. Come back with six. <laughs> Should they be getting secrets? Uh, how do we want to do that? Do you want to just have them walk out again? Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, Try it again. One more time. One more time. Yeah. Come on, no problem. You want to just walk out, right? Yeah. No, I take this from sports. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to the to the betting. All right, we'll do the process thing again. Then we'll do we do the process thing again? Or do I just say, all right, let's do this? Okay, so. fucking go from walking out. Got it. All right, let's go do this. Let's do it, man. Let's rock it out. I get a chance to actually be a part of your process here, which is going to be fun for me. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, because this is basically brainstorming right now. Yeah, it is brainstorming. You know, you don't have the whole thing. The whole joke, but you could do it in front of other funny people and they'll help you of out. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, Kabir Singh. All right, so uh, I've always wanted to write a joke about aliens, so I thought this would be funny. Uh, my worst fear in life is to be abducted by UFOs. Mm. Uh, not because I'm afraid of aliens. I don't care about aliens. I'll slap them in the face. Uh, what, what I don't want to do is be the uh, representative for Earth. Because... <laughs> When you get abducted by aliens, they're going to ask you questions about what's going on there, and I'll, I'll ruin it for all of us. I'm not a smart person, <laughs> right? So I'm pretty sure, like, the alien, like, what would be one of the things an alien would ask? Uh, yeah, what do you eat? Yeah, so I was thinking, like, but what do you probably, yes, so eat. That's a good one. See, there you that's go. why it's, it's working. The process is working. I would say, like, I would be a really bad representative for Earth because I'm pretty sure the alien would be like, uh, who's your leader? And I'd probably be like, uh... It can be you if you play your cards right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go downstairs and take over the world. You've got weapons, right? You right. Know, something weird like that. But food is another good incorporate, one. Incorporate. You can incorporate since you're since you're gonna abandon your species. You can incorporate some sort of like gentrification of it all. Like you're gonna be the, the aliens are gonna gentrify Earth, and it's gonna be a lot of alien hipsters walking around here, little mustaches, little unicycles, something like that. Just something like that. It could be like, well, we're all one down there. Right. Uh, and also maybe incorporate something funny. Be like, is LeBron James one of you guys? <laughs> right. Jumping over cars down there, and we've never seen anything like it. He plays for the Monstars from, right. from Space Jam. There you go. Something weird like that. And here's the other joke that I think I have down. I'll try it out. It's uh, is that uh, I do have a girlfriend now, and uh, her best friend uh, is a gay dude who sent her a dick pic, uh. which is weird, right? Uh, and he claims it's an accident. But first of all, I don't think he's gay. I think he's straight. He's just trying to hook up with my girlfriend. Number two, uh, it's really hard to accidentally send a dick pic. There's a lot of steps to send a dick pic, right? You gotta grab your phone, turn your phone on, pull your pants down, look at your dick, pull your pants back up, go on the internet, find a bigger dick, take a picture of that, send that. It's a lot of steps. Right. Yeah. So that's pretty much what we're trying to work on over there. And you can tell you can tell when the guy is insecure with his dick pic because oh. he'll always put like something next to it to show the scale. Oh, to that's see right. so, so you can see exactly how Anything big it is. Ruler, right? Yeah, Anything like think about a ruler. Like he'll probably put like a roll of nickels next to it a and roll. just just so you understand that he's working with something. That's right. It's, it's, it's a, this battery. It's the secure dudes. The what secure dudes are the ones that just point the camera down and click. That's Those are right. the secure guys. The like insecure and that's how you do it. See, we just came up with some stuff right there. I'm right. going to write it down now. I love the aliens one. With you. If, if, if the guy has a bunch of stuff in the backdrop of his dick pic, he's yeah. very insecure. And he, yeah. wants to, he wants to distract you from what's really going on that's right. and make you see the backdrop yeah, like, or something. It's like a hotel with miniature shampoo and stuff. Like, <laughs> right. Hey, no, just hanging out at Target. That's not Target. He's got the New York skyline behind his dick for some odd reason. That's the Hyatt. Yes. Okay. I see that. I, this you is the process. You want to do. So that's basically my process. What I'll do is I'll hit up the open mic just like I did, and I'll literally talk about the joke while I'm doing the joke. Right. 
It annoys some people, but who gives a shit? Who cares? You know, it's like, this is the way I do it. They already pay their money you know, anyways. You laugh. Yeah. You're already getting paid at the end of the night. It doesn't matter. Exactly. So that's the best I like way that. for me to write. I like Kabir, Kabir Singh, ladies and gentlemen. That's Give it right. up. Thank there we go. Rudy, huh? Very nice of you. I'll give you a one-man applause. Yeah, a, I know. A golf clap. A little golf clap. So, so this is – okay, now this time you did it um, – on stage, like right. you're actually on stage. I don't yep. know if that's typically how you do it, but I understand the concept behind right, this right. though. It's about bringing a premise to the forefront and then building off that. I like that. Right. This is like very organic. How do you do it when you're not actually on a stage talking to you know somebody who's like right in front of you, like critiquing you? Yeah, I mean it's 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 tough. Like what I'll do is I'll just annoy my friends and start open micing it with them. Sometimes. With your buddies, you're just oh, hanging yeah. out with your buddies. Oh, I do that with my mom all the time. Oh, she ah. hates it. She's like, why don't you come back when the jokes are good, please? That'd be okay. <laughs> right. I am not a test dummy. And I'm like, mom, you, you gotta. This is gold. Um, but no, really. Listen, there's no excuse to not hit mics, man. I mean, yeah. really, any city. I mean, you could be anywhere and you could hit up a mic. So really, it is best to go on stage and just throw those out there. I mean, do people kind of do, especially your comedy friends? I yeah. can imagine. Do they kind of call you out on that? Like, dude, don't open mic me right, right now. Right, right, right. Oh, oh, like, well, like, do, do your friends ever say that? Or I do it with my friends, but who have no mean, idea what's going on? Oh yeah. Yeah, dude. I'll they just, just like, they just think you're being extremely clever yeah. and very witty and yeah. oh that oh that Kabir he's always got a snapper. I'll just be at my cousin's birthday party. He's like 15. So Trump, huh? Have you seen this guy? He's like, please, Uncle. Oh man, it's my birthday. That's incredible, man. I, I'm, Get your kids over here. You guys want to hear a comedy show? I'm well, what's actually what's the youngest what's the youngest crowd that you've ever done? I mean, have you ever done a oh show like specifically for kids? I've done Indian weddings where they won't even tell me there's kids. Oh my god, those wow. are the worst shows ever. I did like an Indian reception once, and I show up, and it's just literally like eight, seven-year-olds to four-year-olds maybe just circling around me and dancing. Yes. While I'm doing my set. While you're doing your bit. While people are eating. While I'm contemplating why I didn't go to law school, right. <laughs> this is so much. This is the worst experience ever. I mean, is that the worst setup oh. for a comedy show? Oh, it's the worst. And then when I do actual comedy shows where it is all ages, I mean, those can be fun because nobody yeah. in their right minds coming there. But when you start doing these private gigs where it just could be like young ass kids. Over there, it's crazy. Yeah, this there's my my thing about comedy shows is I I hate to sound you know like like I'm being uh, petty, but yeah, it, it's a, it's a, a lot about the setup. Like if you have, for example, you've done you know shows at a bar before or at a restaurant right, right. or something like that, um, where they're trying to put put on a comedy show, but they just don't have the elements around the right. comedy in 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 order. You know, TVs yeah. are on, you got music playing in the background, you got the bar facing that way and yeah. the stage facing that way. I mean, what do you do? What do you do when you have a situation where you can't get everybody's attention, yeah. but you're supposed to do 25 minutes of comedy. You know, at that point, you just have to focus on the five people that are watching. I mean, there's nothing you can do. I mean, if they're literally not going to pay attention to you, right. uh, it's never going to be 100% of the crowd not paying attention to you. Do you, you just get louder? You could. It depends how much you care about the show. Right. When you do right. it, when you're headlining 30 shows a month, you're just sitting there like, this one could slide. Yeah. <laughs> I did real good yesterday. These people don't want it. We're not giving it to them. But, like, even when they're not paying attention, you just pick up the four or five that are paying attention and yeah. open mic and do some new stuff and stuff like that. But, I mean, you know, it also depends if you're getting paid or not. I mean, you, they depend on you to do well. I mean, how many bar shows do you have to, you're getting paid, like, what, 100 bucks to show up? I mean, yeah, that'd be, that's nice when they can shoot you a nice $100 yeah. for a bar show. And that's doing, nice. Yeah, 20, 30 minutes yeah. up there, and you're like, you know, they're not paying attention. You're like, I should probably try to get their attention. What's your What's yeah. your take on uh, the probably the one thing that uh, I would say scares people? Um, so uh, two things. 
Yeah. Okay. And then they're going to speak after the show, after they've, they've gone off the air. They're okay. going to just speak. So I want you okay. to do not stop rolling yeah, good, no, good, once they once stop they down on the show. Sure. Um, and then did you have any, sorry, what? Oh, uh, finish your thought. I'll check now. Did you have any jokes that you wanted to try? Nah. I mean, no, that's cool. We can just we just skip right, that. Let's yeah. wrap it up, and then we'll do a little bit after you go off the air. Okay, cool. I, I was just going to say, if it's possible to, we don't even need to do it for reals, but of course, my battery died. I saw that. On the second on the second joke, run like halfway through the second joke run through. Yeah. So if you could just quickly run through that so I could just get your reactions again, okay. that would be that would be cool. You I guys want to do that first? We'll or? just do no. pieces. Yeah, we, we can keep doing it and just grab that at the end if that's okay. Yeah, okay. Well, that's that, cool. That'll that's be fine. the last thing we do. Yeah, because yeah. I don't even... So yeah, now, you fellas, just wrap it up right. and then do your little bit after you go off there. Okay. And uh, we'll move on to a couple of different things. Do your entrance again. Come here real quick. Cool. Sit on the first one. No problem. Uh, I'm going to open that goddamn. Hey, Ben. I'm going to jump out here and just get a two shot for this and I'll call. You'll swap over? So I'll, I'll wrap it up, ask if you got any show, what shows you got coming up. No, no I, don't don't say, oh, I, don't, I guess I don't even need to say that right yeah, now. Yeah, I think we just wrap it I'm up. Cheating, I'm cheating like a real podcast. Um, uh, wait, did we mention what would that, the, the, the hustle of the whole Jay Rich thing? Barbara, I have to say that I'm going to go to Jay Rich's place. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mentioned yeah. that. So, you just say, what are you doing up next? Yeah. Just say, what I'll are you doing I'll wrap it up, next? and then I'll ask you, what are you up to? It's like, well, we're going to Oakland to pick up Jay Rich to go uh, to his side hustle. Can I say hi? We're not saying side hustle. No, we're we're going to go do uh, his day job. His day job. That's another word. Yeah. I'll just go be like, yeah, we're going to go to his day job. He's a barber. It's going to be crazy. I'm going to cut some hair. Okay. And then you could give like a quick opinion on what you think, how you think I'm going to do it. Okay. Be supportive on the radio. And yeah. Right and then really, yeah. Be supportive on the wrap- radio. And then right when it's done, it's like, yo, shit. bro, I, you, you're not going to be And right. then I'll wrap it up and then we'll do our thing. Okay. okay. Well, Kabir, it's uh, it's been a blast, man. It's been a while since we had a chance to really like sit down and chop it up like this, man. And always I'm, a pleasure. I'm always happy for your success. I'm always in your corner, man. And I know I'm gonna catch you at the microphones and stuff like that. But you know, you just keep on rocking your thing, keep Thank on doing you, your man. thing, man. I appreciate it, man, and congratulations on the radio show, man. We'll I appreciate that. I appreciate. It. We're gonna work. We're gonna do more of this more often, man, because I always love uh, your vibes and I love your energy, man. But yes, uh, what do you what are you up to for the rest of the day? Well, we're off to uh, you know Jay Rich, the yeah. other uh, an amazing comedian. His uh, his day job. He's a barber. Really? He's a barber in Oakland. Okay. So, so uh, we're going to go spend the day with him at work. Uh, and then um, I think he's going to try to get me to cut some hair, man. I'm, I think I'm going to be uh, I think I'm gonna be good at it. Maybe but I'll you, find another passion. You know what, though? I think you I think you will be also. Because the thing is, like, people love a, a barber with a good personality. You're, yeah. Obviously, you're a funny guy. Like, you're going to oh, entertain you. them. You're going to entertain them. They're going to be looking forward to having their hair cut by Kabir Singh. I think it's going to be fun. I, you're gonna I fit feel in. bad for the people that are going to get the haircut. Nah, no. But I'm excited. I'm going to see what it's like, you know, because it's, it's not all cutting hairs. I know he has got a, uh, a strenuous job. So it's going to see if I'm going to be excited to, to try it out. Maybe watch a YouTube video on uh, on fades oh, before, yeah. before you, before you get down there. We have no time for that now. That, that should have been done Just do that, man. Ago. Kabir, I really appreciate you, man. Again, thank you, brother, for coming on, man. Thank you, You have been all uh, had a chance to listen to the one and only Mr. Kabir Singh here on the Rare Formcast with Rudy Ortiz. Once again, thank you guys all for tuning in. You guys have a great day. Take it easy. Thank you, man. Right on, man. All right. <sighs> man, uh, I got to tell you, man, that is... Uh, you know, I, you know, I believe in you. Yeah. And and you know, we go back and stuff. Um, but this 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 day job thing, man, it's it's 
it's it's not gonna work, Kabir. It's not it's not gonna work, man. I, you you you're you're not ready Listen. for this. You know, this is a lot of work. You already put in all these miles onto your brain and everything. Yeah. It's you're not gonna be able to do this, man. This is not for you. It's not for you. How hard is cutting hair? I think you're gonna be in for a rude awakening. Well, we'll see, sir. We'll see. We'll see about that, man. We'll Just, see. Uh, take it easy, man. All Good right. luck. Good luck with everything. Take care, buddy. All right. I'll see you soon. All right. Do a speech, man. Just go straight up and just right, say it's not gonna work. All right. Just say uh shorter job to do much shorter. All right, gotcha. Gonna work. And gotcha. can I say how hard is cutting hair? Could that be a yeah, good thing going back into okay. it? five lines here? Okay, I got you. Uh, when you do when you when you're ready to leave, I mean you guys are gonna see each other tonight. That's yeah. the idea. Oh, okay. Okay. I'll see you later it's on tonight. All, it's all in one day, so you guys are gonna be performing at Tommy's. Yeah, yeah. So, so what are you up to is like before our show tonight. Yeah. I, well, I'm gonna go to Jay Rich thing, so I'll make that clear on that all right, one. Cool. Alrighty. Oh, at the end? I'll do it quicker. I'll do it much quicker. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Say something homophobic. <laughs> Be like, mm. we need to sell this. All right, I got you. I got you. you guys ready? No. Doesn't look like it. Well, uh, Kabir, man, we spent like two hours together for the first time in a long time, man. I really appreciate you coming through today, man. I've had a blast. What are you up to for the rest of the day? Uh, that was a blast, man. Uh, well, we're going to be heading over to uh, to Jay Rich. You know Jay Rich, amazing comedian. Of course, um, of course. He's a barber, so we're going to go to his barber shop in Oakland. Wow. We're going to spend a day in his shoes, and then I'm going to be able to cut some hair. So you're going uh, you're to cut a little bit of hair. Yeah, so I don't okay. know if I'm going to survive tonight. Okay. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm excited. We're going to go see uh, how he does his job. And it's gonna be exciting, and we have the big show tonight, man. We do, so man. So we're gonna up. we're gonna hook up later on tonight. I Absolutely. want you to I want you to let me know what the whole barbershop experience was like for you. Oh, I'm, I will. I'm yeah. sure you're gonna do great, man. You got a great personality, and people love a happy barber. So well, I think you're gonna you, be good, Rudy. man. Thanks for having again, me, again, brother. I appreciate show. it, man. Once again, you guys have been listening to Kabir Singh right here on the Rare Formcast with Rudy Ortiz. Thank you for tuning in. You guys take it easy. All right. Thank you for having me, man. Uh, this barbershop thing, man. It's not. It's not gonna work for you, man. It's not gonna work for you. You're. Uh, you're not cut out for it. Dude, how hard is it to cut hair? Honestly. Well, you're gonna find out. You're gonna find out. All right. You let me know tonight, man. I'll see you tonight, baby. All right, baby. Take it easy. I'll see you soon, man. Take care. Man. All right. Some responses. Can't they just talk other things? I can. Same thing, right? Like same thing we just did. What was that? First one was alien. Second one, dick pic. Okay. Same idea.
This thing is like. Oh yes. So the uh, the second joke though, I want to right. get another. Right. Wow. First one. Okay. First one was good. Let's see what the second one is. Whoa, one second. One second. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so the second joke I had in mind uh, is. Uh, is this, is this. So I have a girlfriend, uh, her best friend is gay. Okay. Uh, but he sent a dick pic to her recently that he claims was an accident, but I don't think hmm. it is an accident because um, it's really hard to accidentally send a dick pic. There's a lot of steps to send a dick pic. It's complicated. It's complicated. You got to grab your phone, turn it on, pull your pants down, look at your dick, right. your pants back up, go on the internet, find a bigger dick, take a picture of that dick, right. send that. I mean, it's a lot of work. Right. I think that's a lot of stumbling. Too much stumbling. I mean, what, what do you think needs to be added? I mean, I think the punchline is a little weak, but well, you know, the premise. Yeah. You just got to remind people, you got to remind people that the more stuff that you add to the dick pic in the background, the yeah. more insecure the man actually is. Oh, see, that's a good idea. Like if he's got a roll of quarters or something to show the scale from whatever it is that he's holding to his penis, that's because he's... he's unsure about his self you know the 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 secure guys just look the take the camera and then point down and click those are the secure guys triple a batteries nothing going on yeah exactly there's batteries it's just there's no other things to compare it to in a secure dick pic exactly so remember that i like it they always do the travel size stuff too the toothpaste and stuff right like this is target i'm like that's not target (laughs) right Yeah, no, I like that. So I could add that stuff. It's about brainstorming. We're brainstorming. So, again, man, I, I always find that the best way to do it. Two things. You say it out loud, the joke, you hear it, and then other people can uh, help you out, man. That's kind of the problem. I dig that. We're doing the entrance from the very beginning? Yep. All right. So just until he comes in, we're we're going all the way to the point where he comes in and sits down. Okay. No, at least just have him sitting down. Yeah. Just until, like, he's got to sit down, and then... Okay. Give us, a, give us, like, a little, give us a little bit on it. Okay. In case you want, yeah, in case you want to come in on that, Matt. All right. Have it in all in one shot. I mean, I, I, I cued him because it sounded like he was coming to a good... It was, it was good. It was perfect on your part. It was terrible. It was fine. Okay, we'll do it again. Oh, yeah, I, I remember how I, I'll, it was like a minute, almost a minute before he came in. 30 seconds and just give us that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm just going to pick this up from my side until he comes and then I'll, I'll get him over. Uh, do you want me to go yeah, wider or come here? Oh, yeah, you already have that one? Yeah, you could come Shoot from, from that side. side. Cool. You already oh, have okay. that one. Okay. Just, and then just go wide. You can go wide. Wide, wide works, huh? Let me make sure. Wide it up. I have to leverage that. I have to leverage that. I'm down near my range. Hmm. Walk inside the door. 
Welcome to the Rare Form cast with your host, Rudy Ortiz, and my special guest today, who will be in studio pretty soon, the one and only... Oh, okay. No problem. Three, two, one. What's going on, world? Welcome to the Rare Form cast with your host, Rudy Ortiz, and my special guest who will be in studio pretty soon, the one and only Mr. Kabir Singh, comic extraordinaire. The guy's been everywhere. You've seen him on Comedy Central. He's actually just recently uh, done some writing for Family Guy. I mean, the guy's blowing up. I've known Kabir for almost, uh, I want to say, eight or nine years now. Known him ever since the open mic days over at Tommy T's back in Pleasanton, for those of you who know the the scene. that That's when they used to have karaoke right after comedy. It was usually funnier after the comedy show was over because of the karaoke. So we're going to be talking a lot about sports, a lot about politics, uh, a lot about comedy. Actually, we're only going to be talking about sports and comedy. No politics today. We're going to keep that in the uh, on the other side. But uh, my man Kabir is going to let us uh, into his career, let us know what he's up to, what he's been, what he's got going on. And uh, actually, I think I just hear him coming in right now. Of course, Kabir, fashionably late, fashionably late as always. My man knows how to make an entrance. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Mr. Kabir Singh. What's up? What's going on, brother? How you doing, man? Good. It's been a while, brother. This is nice. Right on, man. Welcome. Welcome to the Rare Formcast. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Do it one more time? Yeah, you don't even have to fucking talk. Okay. You know what? When he comes in, just do that. Oh, I think I just heard him. Cool. Cool. What are you. What are you I, I was kind of from. I was a little uh, on the angle here. I was going to see if I could get a little bit more profile to get him walking. Because mm-hmm. there's so much reflection. Why don't we just get you fucking right here? Let's just tuck you in right here and get a nice wide coming in. Mm-hmm. Just, just two. Sure. Okay, cool. I get, like, when I'm in here, I get these kind of fun little crosses where he crosses by close to the camera and I can get him on the, on the line over there, but it's like, maybe Jay, I mean, maybe Jay, you should be here <laughs> to let him come so, so we can you can come up and out of his way. All right, and actually, I think I hear him walking in now. Is that the... Okay. My bad. All right. Yeah. Yeah, so we will have Kabir Singh in studio very soon. My man knows how to make an entrance. I've known him for years. He's always been like that. And as a matter of fact, I think I hear him walking in right now. There he goes, the one and only Mr. Kabir Singh. What's up, man? Making an entrance, as always. Treating me like it's your court date. I dig it. I like that. Traffic, dude. No problem, my man. Welcome. Welcome to the Rare Formcast. The one and only Mr. Kabir Singh, ladies and gentlemen. I see Rudy, man. Right on. Better go. Cool, man. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you're you so much, man. And then you're going to go grab some lunch with your boys? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go grab some lunch with my folks. Let me walk out with you guys, though, man. You guys, are they already packed up? Oh, no, take that. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. We're going to go now. I figured it was, yeah, it's fine. Uh, okay, so how much time we got, David? We got, it's, like, 
so much fun. Oh, Thank you very much. Thanks. We'll see you, was it tomorrow night? Uh, no, it's on Sunday night if oh, I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Sunday night. We'll okay. see you guys there. Cool. Oh, man. Thank you for letting me play radio today, Pam. This is a lot of fun. Do you guys, do, so do you guys ever, I mean, what's the, like, the extent of the usage here? Is it, like, one person who, who does a podcast or multiple podcasts? Um, or? Well, I mean, I have, like, five podcasts, but. Oh, okay, there's, cool. Um, yeah, there's, that's the schedule currently, and it's 100 bucks a month. You get, um. You know, weekly two-hour podcast, hour and fifteen minutes. That is cool. And um, some people use the performance-based Trish and Dan. I use it for joke workshop. I use it for fantastics and yes. for happy hour. But um, look, tomorrow we have noise pop in here all day. We're gonna have live bands all day. Nice. We're gonna have do that. So we've got a lot of like there's poetry every Friday, all that kind of bullshit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So damn, this yeah, is kind of cool though. I like I like the idea of like having a cool space like this. Yeah, we do, um, there's only 30 seats, but I do rentals on Saturday nights from 8 to 10. And yes. Bucks. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. That's and cool. And you get, like, podcasts, Because I'm trying to, you know, use the podcasting. Like, oh, look, you can record your show. <laughs> Actually, and this sound's going to be, I hope that they can, that it's really usable for them. Right on. how you you're able to do that is that something that you just developed over time or is that something like, you just sat down at a microphone one day and you're like damn i can do this you know you know what it was man i'm gonna be honest with you when i was a kid um i used to really be into rap music so oh, okay. i used to write a lot of rap music and what i did like from like the ages of like 19 to like 26 i recorded a lot of rap music oh okay so i think maybe that's where it kind of developed you right. know what i'm saying i didn't really get into comedy until like i was about 24 25. Oh, okay so well i think maybe that's where it all it all started off right at. right because it's like it's that ability too right where you're just like i got 30 seconds i'm just going to keep going like right. it's almost like stream of consciousness but it's all connected yeah and you want it to work you don't want it yeah. to sound crazy yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? you want it to actually work yeah it's pretty wild man. it's impressive but it's, like, it's one of it's one of those things though that it's like i, I think it, that really helped out for comedy uh, because sometimes when you're up there and you're bombing yeah like you have to make it yeah if it's not going like, to be funny you got to at least be interesting yeah, you know? so yeah, you, can't yeah. Just be, you literally can't just be standing there just looking blank you yeah, know? yeah so yeah. it kind of it's kind of like survival survival technique <laughs> what's your name again bro i'm ben ben right on are you gonna be there on sunday yeah okay cool Pam, thank you again Pam. oh yeah you bet see you around yeah okay add more files 
Okay, it's being sent. Check radio. Perfect. Radio, 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 radio. I got in here. Where's the mate gonna be? Bruno Street, down by the train yards. I'll draw you a map. Setup's the same. Car pulls up and honks a couple of times in an alley down there. Who's handling the bike? A big man. Don't waste any time. When is it? Tonight. Oh, oh no, no, I went back to the office and met with Sergeants Barr and Jacobson. 8 p.m. Ben and I took up our positions on the stakeout along with the rest of the men. We had a clear view of the exact location where the buy was to be made. We waited. 10 p.m. 11 p.m. No one showed. Midnight came and went. 1.30 a.m. Still no sign. At 18 minutes of 2, we spotted a man carrying a shopping bag emerge from behind a row of freight cars near the end of the rail yard. He made his way across the street to the alley. He stood back in the shadows. As soon as the car gets in the alley, we pull up and block it, huh? Yeah, that's right. Beck will do the same thing down at the other end. Headlights coming in the alley. Wait a minute. No. No, they're going on through. What's the time now? Four minutes to two. We waited. 18 minutes passed. Still no sign of the car that, according to Charles, was supposed to be there for the big buy. We could still see the figure of a man with a shopping bag huddled in the alley. 3 a.m. Joe. Yeah. Car down there in the alley. Yeah. That's it. You want to start up? Yep. Just enough to block the alley. Uh huh. That's good. All right, come on, let's go. Come on. All right, chill your engine and get out of the car. Joe, look out! They can't go far. Come on. 
get them out of there. Yeah. Come on. There's three of them. Yeah. Here's the guy with the shopping bag. All right, I got it. Christ, knock them cold. Yeah. That's one. Easy there. Yeah. Pull right over there, will you? That's Get his coat off of that. I got it. Okay. That's it. That's it. Those so three of them. Yeah. Hey. Hey, look at this, Joe. Found one of them in this guy's hand. Tin can, huh? Mm-hmm. Full of marijuana. Did you look at the labels on those cans? Yeah. Fancy, solid, packed tomatoes. There he is, the big tomato. The story you have just heard was true. Only the names were changed to protect the innocent. On October 3rd, trial was held in Superior Court, Department 89, City and County of Los Angeles, State of California. In a moment, the results of that trial. Stanson, alias the Big Tomato, along with his associates in the narcotic gang, was tried and convicted for violating the state narcotic act. He received sentences as prescribed by law and are now serving their terms in the state penitentiary. Just heard Dragnet, a series of authentic cases from official files. Technical advice comes from the office of Chief of Police, W.H. Parker, Los Angeles Police Department.
Rocket Dog Rescue is a Bay Area organization that works to save dogs from death at overcrowded shelters and put them into happy homes. If you're looking to adopt or have some extra cash you feel like donating, go to rocketdogrescue.org. That's R-O-C-K-E-T-D-O-G-R-E-S-C-U-E dot O-R-G. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Welcome to the world of Giant Gnome Productions. Find out more online at giantgnome.com. And now, our feature presentation. Emily, where were you? Oh, I couldn't see anything, so I was looking around to the side to get a better look at the pod. Now look, you can't go running off like that. This is a very serious situation. There are guns, bombs, mines, grenades, mustard gas, not to mention aliens. Aliens? I don't think they're aliens, Doc. What do you mean they're not aliens? Well, of course, you are the expert, but I did get a closer look at the pod than you did. And? And the marking on the graph said HMS Hague. Whatever that thing is, it's British. British? What a British craft be doing travelling in non-space? They never developed the technology. And more importantly, what would they be doing back here in 1917? Should we go back and try to get in the pod? I don't think there's anyone in it right now, at least no one I could see. No, too dangerous. Besides, we have to get back to the TARDIS before someone notices. Notices what? Turn around very slowly, with your hands up in the air. If you make one wrong move... I'll shoot you both where you stand. Sit over there on the cot. Both of you. Keep your hands where I can see them. There seems to be some sort of mistake here. We're on your side. Is that so? Yes, of course. We're both British in case you can't tell. Call me suspicious, but when I see a young woman and a strange man that's just... Strange? ...in very odd-looking civilian clothing, just wandering around no man's land, in the middle of a big push, I tend to take notice. Odd-looking? Really? Do I look that out of place? I was just telling Emily earlier that the one thing I can never get right is the clothing. Stop chattering and start explaining. Or you'll both be shot as German spies. German spies? Well, that's the last straw. Look, I've let you push us around long enough. We're trying to help you. You have no idea what's going on out there. And what do you do? You interrupt us in the middle of our work, drag us back here at gunpoint, and now you accuse us of being Germans? What I think my partner here is trying to say is that we're here on a very special reconnaissance mission for the British government. 
If you don't believe me, we have credentials. They're in my jacket pocket. I'll get them. You just keep your hands up. Inside left. There you go. That should explain everything. What do you think you're doing? Psychic paper. Oh, my. Uh, special operations. Uh, well, I see. I'm sorry. It, it's just, well, you seem so damned out of place out there. Don't apologise. Glad to see we still have some very observant young soldiers in this man's army. I don't believe I caught your name. Burlingham. Daniel Burlingham. Let's uh, change it up for a couple hours.
Hey, what's up? Now you know what the fuck's the deal. Hope everybody's doing well. It is uh, Monday evening. Hello. Hope everybody had a good weekend. Um, we, uh, I'm flying solo cholo tonight. It's, uh, it was a long weekend. We all had a great time. Got to hang out with Paul this weekend, but we'll get into that later. Um, we had a tragedy out in Oakland, so there's a big vigil going on out there, and Bill's, uh, Bill's paying his respects. He's doing his thing. So, you get to listen to me tonight. I did get to go on the dirt bag this weekend, so I'm a little beat, as was Paul. So, he uh, he needs sleep. <laughs> He's been pushing his body pretty hard for the last couple months. So, it's uh, time to take a break, I think, for him. Hopefully, he'll be, he should be back next week. He was excited about coming in next week. He's just, yeah, he's, he's done for today. So, it was a great weekend. We had the dirt bag this weekend. What a great ride. Uh, I highly recommend, if you're going to go on this ride, to bring dirt tires. <laughs> um, I got a, I took my bike, got the Harley out there in the mud for a little bit, man. It was, uh, it was interesting. It was uh, quite a ride, I'll tell you what. Uh, get the white knuckles going in the, uh, it's exciting, man. It's super exciting. So yeah, that was, that was a great time. I don't feel like I deserve to be there, and I was honored to be invited. That was a fantastic ride. Great group of guys. Um, but we'll talk more about that later. I want to get into some music. Um, I do want to thank Seth and Aaron from The Creeps for those burnouts, man. Those guys were sick. So I thought I'd throw some music their way. I'll talk to you in a minute. Bye. 
Since my girl ran off with a Mexican guy 